they do here. My mother-in-law got all new installation, and it was like an interest-free loan, so she had like 10 years uh, to pay it back. My dad's talking about trying to cut a crawl space, but I truly believe that there is no room for a crawl space. Well, unless you're crawling. All right, everybody ready? Okay. Yes. A lot of electric companies and whatnot will give you rebates if you increase the energy efficiency of your house. Yeah, um, they pay you to, or they at least help you if you try to put solar panels on. That's about all I got going on right now. Okay, I'm going to mute it because the baby's going to start out already. Fair enough. All right. Um, By the way, cool background. Um, very, very on point. Liam. For what? Your background, the little splash, splash page. There we go. Oh, the... Siege. The siege, yes. Yeah. Mm, yeah, terrifying. Yeah, I should hope so. Come on. That is also the logo that I'm using for um, the recordings that I'm saving. Alright. So, last session, you guys arrived back in Torvir Deep. Uh, we're able to give the dwarves some information that they uh, greatly needed. You um, interacted with Mr. Prince a fair bit. He gave you a few items to hopefully assist you in the coming siege. Um, you got a few things done in the city, such as uh, making health potions, a few other things were done. Um, also, don't forget, um, you guys would get the uh, uh, the gold back for those amulets. I think you guys would get 150 back. No, it was 300. I remember I took it off. Or yes, but... Uh, oh, we get 150 back. Well, we no, no, you, you guys would get the 300 back. Uh, Dimitari had already paid 150 for all of them. Okay, so we just get the 150 back or the 300? The 300. Okay. You say it's definitely 300. Yeah, I remember. Um... Wait, so not only had she already paid, you double charged us? Yeah. Goodness, triple charging your customers. Oof. Um, Capitalism, baby. Yeah. Uh, it's wartime, you know, inflation. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It, she's right. Everyone give me the 300 back. Um, the battle began. You guys were on the seventh level, uh, fending off your foes. Well, not... Not everyone. Uh, Javid was on an upper level trying to snipe and take out officers and other squads. So. Hold on. Then made the mistake of trying to snipe a fire giant, which was stupid, and got a rock hook at him for his trouble. You sure did. Well, um, now, um, Javid's going to have to run for another sniper's nest. All right. Uh, where we left off specifically.
gates had been blown apart. The soldiers from Austrinium were starting to spill into the streets of the seventh level. At the same time, they had just deployed the first of their siege weapons. Ballista had fired and launched these huge, huge chains into the upper levels of the city and were beginning to raise these massive ladders up to the walls above. Um, Snow, you're kind of near one of the middle gates, uh, somewhat holding your own against a group of with a group of dwarves against some of the soldiers of Um Briar and Azriel, you guys are standing in the breach. You're pretty much the only ones there. The dwarves have been pushed back by the fire giant and her squads, who you had managed to kill and then chase the fleeing troops back beyond the walls. But in front of you are a massive number of soldiers preparing to mount another offensive. And uh, can I get everyone to roll a d4 just so we can start with some fresh heroic action? Technically, I had barricaded a little bit. Sure, you were yeah, you were kind of shutting it a little bit, but the explosion you know had created just this like gaping wound in the gate. And I believe I had scared some of the Astrinians with my, like, you know, whole sucking the life out of the fire giant with my intimidation. Yes. You were able to get some of them to run away. Um, I don't see uh, the D4 from Javid or... Yeah, um, Foundry is not responding to my attempt to roll. I'm, all right, let me go back out and come back in. I mean, I don't I see you logged 20. in, so. Well. I tried to roll it in D20. I don't know if it came over. It did not. Is your widget up? Sometimes uh, you have to activate the widget. <sighs> yeah. I said that it had downloaded. I don't know. Um, goodness, okay. Now that I'm out of college and have just been fried with babies, everything technology is so foreign, so bad. Because we're old. Yeah. I had a nightmare about it the other night. Why getting old? It was old? really bad. No, about like one of my old students trying to show me something, and I was—I didn't understand the technology at all, and I was just horribly embarrassed. And she was like rolling her eyes the whole time and stuff. That's because you get old. It, it's a—it's a direct consequence. I suppose. Anyway, I got a two on. The other. Right. Can we just call it a two? Sounds good. Thank you. <laughs> Briar and Asriel standing in the breach. There's like wave after wave of soldiers. A lot of them are hesitant to kind of come forward as the two of you are just driving them back. It's There's pretty much an impasse right there. There's, you guys aren't really losing any ground. They're not really gaining it. Uh, but there are certainly a considerable number of them 
in front of you. Beyond the like sea of, of soldiers in the familiar uniform of Austrinium, um, you can see like these like larger shapes, more fire giants in reserve, uh, and even kind of in the shadow of the wall, you see wings kind of like soaring across through the air. You said there is like a breach weapons. Are there like catapult catapults that have like um? Missiles because I was reading deflect missiles and it doesn't specify that it has to be arrows just projectiles uh. It says when you use your reaction to deflect or cast the missile when you are hit Like could I try to catch like something that's coming from a catapult? And throw it back. That sounds heroic. Yeah. I mean, if you, that you can only throw it back if you um, reduce all the damage. Yeah. You can you can catch the missile if it is small enough for you to hold in one hand. Oh really? Didn't say yep, that. That's what it says. Uh... Big hands. All right, and that just sounded so cool. <laughs> That would be neat. All right. Boss. Well, can I try to do it not using deflect missiles? Just catch it and throw it back. A catapult? Well, not a cat. Like, I mean, I mean, what are they? What would? Because the, the cannonballs? Would they have cannonballs? I mean, what? What's well, in they, them? They were. Are you referring to the things that they used to destroy the gates? Yeah. Those are just like mines that they planted. They had sapper, oh. like sapper teams came in and like set them at the base of the wall and detonated them. Okay. Um. Okay. How about this? So you said there's the flying, the wing flying dragons, right? Or not dragons, because the dragon, the baby dragons. They, are... Yeah, they're in reserve. Okay, so they're not flying yet. I mean, they're in the air. They haven't attacked the city yet. Can I attempt to jump on top of them? Like, you know, I'm on top of... I was on top of a, a fire giant. Can I jump from the fire giant to the dragon and try to gain control of the dragon? I mean, they're not... They're not in the city yet. They're not attacking him. Like, you guys can see them in the distance, you know, a couple hundred yards away in, like, the rear of their forces, but they haven't moved in yet. Watching all my cool things, Liam. I mean, they'll be there eventually. <laughs> I promise they'll we'll attack them in. Can we kind of guesstimate how many giants are there left? Sure, make a perception check. You count maybe a dozen. It is unclear. It's the the melee is pretty uh, pretty thick where you guys are currently. Um, as you guys are battling there, moving to the front of this fight, you can see that there are now draconians joining the battle, as well as like fire drakes. These giant 
dog kind of shaped and sized lizards that are gnashing and snarling and biting their teeth towards you. Above you, you guys can see launched more ballista that just stick into the stone walls. The lines go taut and more ladders start to ascend. Javid, you watch as kind of being maneuvered into position are large numbers of catapults and they begin like large dottings of orange fires next to them. You watch as they ignite their uh, ammunition and then start casting it. There's this huge hail of orange orbs into the city that begin striking the walls and some of them passing over into the houses and other buildings. Can I try to um, fuck them up? Maybe somebody, who, whoever's handling the uh, fire, get them to kill it and maybe catch themselves on fire? Sure, go ahead and make an attack roll. How far away are they? Within 600 feet. Right, but not within 90. No, they are no def no, I don't think a single person is within 90 feet of you. Yeah, all right. Didn't, didn't think so. And before I do, can I uh, uh, use my move to find another hidey spot so I'm, my location is unknown to them? Sure. As this is happening, snow, you note that kind of off to your right in one of the other sections of the city, there are huge numbers of soldiers beginning to maneuver inside. The fighting is getting thicker. So, are the people evacuated? Because you're saying, you know, the houses are lighting on fire. We, did we evacuate the seventh level? Or are there still, like, refugees? I know you said there some are, of them were... There are some, but a lot of them have been moved to the upper city. But there are still people down in this lowest level. Um, can I try to get the civilians out? Sure. Go ahead and give me a... Hold on, I'm trying to decide what uh, kind of check this would be. I guess what kind of check, what what kind of skill would you be using? Just like you're just like going from house to house as quickly as you can and like yeah, shouting. Yeah, I would, I would trying to... think persuasion because I'm trying to get people to leave. Right? I'm sure there's like some people who are like, this is my home. I'm like, no, you need to get the <laughs> hell out of here. Uh, yeah, I'll allow you to make a persuasion check with advantage. It's should be pretty simple to get people to leave. You ever been in the south in a hurricane? That is true. There are lots of people who died when St. Helens blew, even though they were told, literally, it's a volcano, it's going to blow. And they're like, nope, I'm going to stay here. Don't worry, FEMA will get them water. Alright. Or like every single wildfire. True, yeah. I mean, there was that one guy who ran all of his sprinklers the whole weekend, and his house was totally untouched. Yep. Uh, 
Javid, as you kind of maneuver into position, and you spot one of the teams that is like pre preparing the uh, flaming projectiles. You land a shot on one of them, and they like kind of pitch like he drops this this barrel of oil. It rolls down a ways, connects with one of the fires they've already lit, and there's this huge gout of flame that just like spreads across a number of the catapults, completely incinerating. Guess we should be happy they're not using trebuchets, the superior siege weapon. Trebuchets are good for range. They would not be good in mm -hmm. the confines of a cave system. Yeah, the, the uh, trebuchet is not as precise. <laughs> not as, uh... Yeah, you can, you can target better with a catapult. Um... At this point, there are, as you're kind of traveling through the city streets, Azrael, there are you know, small squads of soldiers uh, everywhere. You're kind of having to fight your way through them um, at almost every street corner. But you're able to gather you know, a small group of civilians up, and they are following you wherever you, you go. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them to the upper levels, and then I'll come back down. I just want to make sure they get safe. So, which level are you taking them up to? Um, probably at least the fourth level. That seems to be a safer level. Alright. So. So, the fourth level is fairly safe. However... You can tell that this is one of the levels that the like ladders are starting to land on, and there is starting to be battles. There are troops scaling up the ladders to this level. Some of the lower ones too, the um, fifth and sixth. All right. Uh, well, I'll leave them on the fourth, and I'm just, uh, maybe they could probably figure that out because I'm going to start kicking the ladders. They are like these huge, like ten feet foot wide constructions that are held in place by the cables that are embedded in the stone. You can try to dislodge them. Yeah. It's pretty difficult. Um, can I get an athletics check from you? You move up towards one of the squads of dwarves on the wall that's battling with them, and you kind of like are like trying to shove it away. Some of the dwarves move in to help you, but it is to no avail. At the same time, a group of soldiers and a drac draconian leap over the wall and start engaging in a melee. Um, you do know, kind of off to your left, uh, there's one of the dwarven siege weapons, and you watch as the dwarves like load this metal canister into it, and then it goes. Down to the side, plummets to the bottom, and then sends this huge explosion, scattering groups of soldiers. 
the dwarves begin to launch multiple of these down into the field, uh, killing dozens of soldiers with each explosion. They're kind of depth charging the, uh, that's how I envision it. They're basically dropping death charges on them. Javid, in your new position behind you, you watch as one of the like catapult flaming projectiles arcs over the wall and like strikes the section of um, one of the like little industrial buildings behind you. There's this great scattering of uh, flaming oil across it. You watch as suddenly this massive steel minecart kind of comes loose from its like lashing and starts barreling down a section of uh, railway towards kind of a small building in front of you. You can see there's about maybe 10, 15 people in it. To your left, there appears to be a winch operating mechanism and you can tell in about 10 or so feet there's going to be a split in the railway but the split of the railway will send it careening towards three other soldiers. What do you do? I'm struck with a mine cart. Uh, trolley cart issue. Uh, dilemma. So, um, let me get this straight. The um, cart has got, uh, you said 10 or 15 in it? I don't know, and, like 10 people in front of you, and then there's a small handful. Fewer people, but, you know, on a different train track. The cart's empty, though. The cart is full of stone, and it is oh. massive. It's probably the size of a car. It will kill them. Okay. Well, I want to try to uh, deflect to kill the, the fewer number of people. So I will run over to the switching lever and attempt to um, activate it. Alright, with a chunk the lever slides into position. The trolley cart at the last second changes tracks and careens through the group of people on the other track, killing them instantly. There's a sigh of relief in the first group as they move off. <laughs> well, the... Um... Screams of the mangled echo in my ears. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's a lot of screaming. <laughs> Jesus. Someone's been watching The Good Place. We had to do the uh, the trolley problem in my ethics class this summer. I love watching kids do that, and they just, like, pull the... They pile all the bodies over <laughs> onto the one side and then run over everyone. <laughs> kids can be cool. I don't remember what it's from, but I think there was an animated Ed. show I watched once where there was a character that was not a human who was discussing how the railway could be engineered to strike all of the people to make the problem more efficient. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Asriel, so she's been thinking she sees kind of, there, there are now soldiers on the fourth level, right? Yep. 
So she would like to take her, like, ghost peppers that she has. She still has two of them. And she wants to kind of take some <clears throat> of those seeds and concoct basically, like, a poison. Because she realizes that other people are like, oh my god, that's so hot, don't touch your eyes. And she basically wants to concoct... Yeah, no, no, we've talked about this, right? Her ghost peppers Blinding are very, very power. hot. Yeah. I like that you're inventing pepper spray. Exactly. <laughs> All right, poison ivy. Yeah, exactly. So she she basically Ooh. wants to use her ghost peppers to poison the uh, the troops. All right. Um. Survival. Go ahead and make an acrobatics check. Acrobatics. Okay. Sure. You know you're like dodging around them, throwing stuff in their eyes. Okay. Alright. You're gonna, like, weave through the soldiers as you're, like, parrying and then, like, basically, like, pepper spraying them in the face. They, like, let out screams and then, like, kind of, like, fall back. Just, all these soldiers are um, <coughs> being struck with biological weapons, essentially. Like, um, you're actively war-criming them because I'm pretty sure pepper spray is an actual war crime. Yeah, she doesn't care. Mm -hmm. Contravention of whatever passes for Geneva Convention here. Ah, but they don't I'm pretty have sure that slavery well. is a war crime as well, so, you know, which one's worse? Fair enough. Um, over the course of this um, battle, you do get hit once and you take seven slashing damage. Or, I say once, you would take seven slashing damage over the course of this fight. I will say, in terms of the passage of time, this obviously feels very fast, but like hours have passed of battle. So if you guys want to take a short rest, you can take a short rest. Yes, please. Uh, battle never stops. <clears throat> Does it look like the of the battle continues in in favor of the invaders and are the um, dwarves starting to retreat up the tower the dwarves are starting to retreat up the tower uh, um, snow and briar you two note that there is a distinct shift in the um, diversity of the soldiers around you you guys are kind of fighting alone almost there's only a small handful of dwarves who remain near you I'm uh, definitely gonna. They called start retreating. A, they called a retreat a while ago. Wow, well, making a fighting retreat, targeting officers and leadership, All right. and any of the big baddies. All right. Okay, I'm going to also retreat, but block the way as best as I can on my way out. So like pull over rubble and stuff. So like... Um, when you get to one of the uh, stairways that lead up to the upper levels, as just as you arrive in it, you can see that the dwarves kind of have that same idea. They're like basically placing these huge metal beams into the way of the door to lock it shut so that no one can use the stairway. The dwarves are like, come on, let's go. We're getting to the upper city. It's only the uh, top three levels that we're launching our final defense. 
Well, if the third level is the final level, I'll make sure all civilians get up to the third level then. Alright, so you guys waited down there for quite some time. It was um, thick, thick fighting by the time you guys left. So, for snow, let me roll the attacks again. Jesus! Holy cow. Take five damage. Uncanny dodge. But Alright, um, Briar, you take 21 damage, which would, if you're raging, would go down to 10. You were definitely raging. Sure. Um, if you take a short rest, you will have to rage again afterwards. Although I think it's, it's first short rest, right? You recharge rages on a short rest? Yep, you do. So you guys are falling back? Yes. And, um... Uh, like snow, um... Take a few out as we go. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, disrupt things, uh... You know, decapitating squads with, by, uh... Targeting the, the guys with the more stripes. Anybody who's yelling the loudest, because... They might not necessarily be wearing uh, insignia. I don't know. I oh, they like definitely they're... they wear insignia. They're very obvious who's in. Mm. Ugh, that's bad opsec. They seem like they're very like hierarchical, so they want everybody to know how awesome they are. You know. True. They're probably the ones wearing the tallest hats. Um, it's four rages per long rest. Oh, long rest. Okay. So two for short. <laughs> right. Um. So are you guys all falling back to the third level? Yeah. Yeah. Doing love. The dwarves on the walls of the third level are mounting considerable defense. They're, um, as you guys watch, kind of, because the city has this like tiered and the and the levels get wider as you go down. Um, the number of troops definitely thin. However, they have begun to move their soldiers into position. You guys watch as from the uh, fourth level, there's them, like, from the walls, they've cleared the dwarves off as they mounted their retreat. And the soldiers are, like, swinging their grappling hooks up to the walls above and then starting to just 
scale by the dozen. It's mostly just like lower level people. Um, as you guys were fleeing, you guys definitely were able to put a dent in their troop snow, especially, you know, you're just kind of like dodging around corners and like launching a short bow into somebody coming at you, running to another street, launching another arrow into another guy. Uh, is everyone out of their uh, actions? Yeah, no, I, I got one more. Well, uh, I guess. I guess technically moving out. Moving is one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I have one left. Can I say that I pulled a bunch of folks that were not quite dead up in sure. the group? Okay. I'm gonna drop them off at the medical tent. Did you take them to the morgue? There is one. <laughs> uh, no, the medical tent. Oh, okay. They're not quite dead folks. <laughs> Fair enough. And you know what? Where is the hospital? You said, well, you said the morgue is on level four. Can the hospital be on level three? The hospital would be on level three. Echidimitari is real interested in these freshly dead folks, though. Um, she's at the morgue. She is actively defending the morgue. Um, probably as you guys ran by it, there's just this, like, these machine gun strikes of firebolt just, like, dropping soldiers <laughs> as they come near it. No one's even getting close to the building. Is Kong Kitty there, too? Uh, I don't know if you guys see where he is. I'm not sure. If He's a giant-ass cat. <laughs> He's on the other side of the city somewhere. Knocking buildings down. Yes, it would have been very useful to have him here with you guys, but, you know. Oops. They had to have, you know, their anniversary trip. It's so much more important. Nothing is more important than Dungeons & Dragons. Alright. Uh, everyone roll me a d4 so we can refresh your heroic action. I don't know if it actually sent, but it's a four. Nice. Things so are looking... Go ahead. And some of them don't, hmm, for weird. some reason. I don't know why. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. I see your four on D&D &D. Um, Things are looking pretty dire. You can tell that the dwarves are haggard and worn out. Lots of them that are, like, fighting are kind of that, like, uh, standing wounded... There are a large number of refugees that are just, like, elderly or, or sickly and totally unable to participate in the battle, like, huddling in the streets. There's huge numbers still of, like, the catapult strikes. They've, like, re they haven't quite reached full efficiency. There's a huge number of them that you can see down there that are still in flames, that are they're struggling to put out, getting water to the front line. I want to heal some of the soldiers, the ones that are pretty haggard. Sure. That's probably a good idea. Apparently not well. What? 
you're able to kind of like seal up some of their wounds and put them back in the fight but it is uh, fairly extreme uh, there's now like these huge volleys of arrows kind of like raining over the wall their archers have gotten into position things are looking pretty rough but you guys are holding your own in your section Unfortunately, the city is large, and the troops are beginning to sweep across the walls and some of the other sectors. As you guys are battling on the wall, kind of behind you from the inner city, you hear shouts and great explosions of flame, and you can kind of see, like, between the fray of battle and some of the buildings, figures of giants moving through the inner city on this level. I want to jump on one top of the giant. Like, I don't know, whichever looks like the biggest, meanest one. Alright. Um, so that would be, you'd have to move. They're not at your, they're kind of away from the wall, so you'd move okay. and, and attack. So so I'll move, and then I'll have two more, and then the attacking. Alright. Um, and then I'm, I'm just going to drain life, because that seems to be the most effective and, and quickest way to um, get rid of these things, so. Yep, go ahead and give me an attack. Roll of the attack. I get two because of my dual attacks, but I think either of them hit. You kind of like round a corner that you're like kind of sprinting along the wall towards it and just leap towards this giant and he turns at the last second section just like swats you out of the air into the dirt um engaging into like a duel with you this giant's like huge great sword just like slamming it in um grazing you you're not quite getting you know killed by it but this giant is putting in a lot of damage um from the giant, you would take. Uh, it would be uh, 20 damage from the giant. And um, I've been focusing on squad level and, and um, uh, lieutenants and the like. Can I see anybody? high ranking that I could try to assassinate. Can I see like a battalion level leader that I could um, mess up? Um. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Also, I hope you guys really like this map of Torvir Deep. It took me a really long time to make. What map? I know the map you're talking about because you showed it last time, but it's not going. I only see this blood. Well, that would explain why uh, yeah. no one's moving the yeah. tokens. Whoops. Yeah. Huh. 
Um. You can kind of tell that they have moved up some of their tents. Um, not quite, you know, nowhere near the front lines. But they definitely have kind of like compressed themselves in towards the city. The dwarves are still dropping the depth charges. So like right around the base of the city is kind of this like pockmark um, dead zone no man's land almost where the soldiers like kind of like sprint through in little squads and try to avoid just getting bombed by the dwarves. Uh, but you can definitely tell where, like, some of the mid-level officers are. You know, maybe, like, a major um, is, like, directing the assault. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's one Dragonborn kind of in the midfield who's, like, directing the catapults to target spots. All right. I'm going to target the squad that's right in front of me. All right, you're trying to push him back off the wall? Yeah. As you're kind of like dueling with this group of soldiers in your spot, um, you know, a couple of them get close to you and you kind of have to like break down into like this melee frenzy with them. Um, you take 10 slashing damage dueling with these soldiers. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. you do not drive them off the wall. You said I could spot a. Um, yeah, you, you spot major? kind of a, a mid level. Officer who appears to be the uh, uh, the artillery officer. All right. You watch him point, and then there's just this like flurry of catapults directed towards a position. I want to um, try to stop that one. And uh, with one of my moves to, or actions to move to a, a hiding spot. And then Try to drop him. All right. You're like your arrow is gonna like strike the major and kill some of his party around him. You can see the other officers scramble and scatter away. And there's you know, it's a pack of them that are that lie dead around those rocks. The catapults cease firing for a minute before. You know, firing again at this like kind of slower pace, uh, 
They appear to be unsure of what to target currently. They're just kind of firing randomly into the city. Uh, to much, to, they're far less effective. Mm -hmm. No longer concentrating their fire. And do I uh, see? Go ahead. Some of the other officers watch as you just, like, drop this whole squad of them. And there's this, like, hail of arrows and peppering your position. Uh, you have certainly, in your efforts to disrupt their artillery, have drawn the ire of some of the other members of the military. You would take... Here you see is 15? Is that right? Yeah, I need to get some better armor. Uh, you would take 22 damage. We need to buy you some studded leather or something. Yeah, definitely. At least. Completely forgot that the whole time we've been playing that I was starting with the, the basic armor. Forgot to get myself upgraded. Yeah, we've been to plenty of blacksmiths. I got black. Alright, can I just do some straight, cool martial arts, like, right straight from Kill Bill, you know, like, just straight, just, you know, go all through and kind of go through a squad with just some, you know, I'll use Fury of Blows, kind of do some really cool martial arts stuff. Absolutely. I'm going to take on the squad in front of me again. Alright. Alright. Or not. Yeah, unfortunately the soldiers are just... I mean, you can roll with advantage, right? You're not moving anywhere. Oh, that's true. You can use your thing. That's more like it. <laughs> there right. you go. With renewed vigor, Snow like is like catching these dudes in like, the soft spots of, spots of their armor as they come over the ladder, and they just like plummet down into the lower levels of the city. Huge... Numbers of them are falling away from the wall, clearing this massive gap. At the same time, kind of in the middle of the city, like under the shade of the second level, Azrael engages with this brutal duel with the uh, larger fire giants. Sorry, I rolled um, my bite, and I didn't mean to, so I re-rolled the unarmed strike. So it should be 14, um, 20, oh, yeah, 27, and then 9 to hit. All right. Over the course of this, like, kind of, like, brutal melee with you and the fire giant, he finally collapses dead, but you're, like, battered and bruised. Um, you would take uh, 18 slashing damage. Not doing well. Uh, Briar, as you're kind of like kind of sweeping these soldiers at the wall, kind of keeping them at bay. You guys watch 
suddenly, as three of the dragons kind of take off from the rear of their four. Um, they appear to be carrying huge metal canisters, these like great big boxes, and they can fly up into the upper city right over your heads and then drop the boxes. Well, wait, before they drop, sky battle time. I'm gonna go and attempt to the lead dragon if there's a lead dragon. Um, there's uh, a there's a red one that's kind of bigger than the other. Okay, I'm gonna go rage on him in the sky for a second. See if I can maybe make him drop it before he gets to the middle of the city. All right. Or maybe try to like careen him into the other ones. Sure. I don't know. Are you gonna try to like grapple him and make him land early or something? I don't know. I was hoping to maybe be able to push him into the other ones so they can like blow each other up, but one of his wings. Yeah. You're gonna maybe. clip his wings. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and uh, try to hit him. Um, you guys only need to roll one attack, just so you guys know. Because it's kind of just oh. a... Um, you can roll with advantage if you have it. Yeah, it's just kind of... Your success is just determined by the attack. If you have advantage, then, oh. you know, you can roll with advantage. But you only need to roll one, just okay. so we know how you're doing. Uh, you can, like, fly up towards the dragon, just, like, straight up into his face. As he's kind of, like, clutching onto this huge metal box with his legs. His, like, teeth snap towards... Uh, this like great flaming bite just lands next to you your battle axe cuts through his wing the dragon lets out like this great howl and flies into one of the lower levels Sorry. landing the far reacts. below the top of the city letting out these huge great like frustrated gouts of flame as he crashes into one of the buildings. The other two dragons make it to the upper city, dropping their canisters. They land with a thud, and then the doors open, and huge swarms of soldiers spill forth into the upper city. I'm going to go for another dragon. All right. Um, so that would be a move. So the first one was a move and an attack, yep. and then a move and an attack. Okay, so I can just do one more dragon. Which one are you going for? There's a white and a blue. Um, which one's closer to the hospital? Uh, the hospital's on the second level. These guys are at the top. They're at the very top of the city. Okay. Um, then blue.
I love that I'm essentially a gnat, just like flying around their head. Yeah. <laughs> you can zip towards the young blue dragon and like, are just like grabbing at him. He just like, his teeth arc with electricity as he attempts to bite you out of the air. His claws swinging through it. The bite does like, kind of like, just snaps towards you and you get like knocked out of the air before you dive back in towards the dragon. Um, you would take 25 piercing damage and 4 lightning damage. Okay, he takes. Uh, well, I guess I have the that. dragon. You like, you know, like plunge your axe into him, and with this like great howl, he collapses and does not stir. So it's twenty-four and six, so that's uh, twelve and six still because lightning isn't half. Uh, sorry, it would have been 25 and 4, so you would have taken 12 and 4, so 16 damage. Am I able to see the, the dragons from where I am? Um, you would have seen them fly over your head towards mm -hmm. the upper city. Uh, I'd like to target one and see if I can slow it down. Uh, what do you... Um... I mean, they... Nah, I'm not, not going to do that. That's... Um... Uh, can I use uh, one of my moves to try to gather the uh, team together? It looks like uh, this uh, this battle is go getting to the point where we need to um, think about our our. Uh, next options when they completely take over the city. Uh, so you, what did you say you want to do? You want to get a squad together? Well, to, to collect our, our team together. I mean, we're uh, scattered all over the, the city. Uh, and I, I think, you know, we need to get together to, to make a last stand somewhere or something. So rather than getting uh, killed individually all over the city, I'd like for us to, you know, get yeah. uh, <laughs> get killed together. Yeah, you know. Okay. Sure. Um... I guess my question is, uh, what are you doing? Well, uh, under the assumption that uh, the rest of the team has, has uh, you know, looking for the, the um, sloppy knots, uh, assuming that they've gotten up to the level I'm 
at. I'm going to uh, run around, try dodging through uh, uh, shadows and avoiding uh, enemy soldiers to find uh, the rest of our team and you know our, our our party. Try to assemble our party so that we can, uh, if need be, make our last stand somewhere together. Okay. run through the city and on top of the battlements and kind of in the, the middle of this third level you were able to find snow like clearing the section of the battlements here there's there mm -hmm. are very few enemy soldiers within his reach that he has not put an arrow in already Uh, Javid, you would take three slashing damage as you move through the city. Uh, the moving is judicious, so where, where are you going after you grab your party and head off? Are you guys moving with him? So I would want a short rest before I move. I mean, I guess uh, if I can move somewhere the, where I can rest. Short rest does count as an other, right? I don't know if you marked that as earlier. So you use a heroic action, a short rest. Oh, okay. So I'll have to wait until next round. Um, so yeah, I'll follow him. Um, but I'm not, I'm not doing well. So just so you know, I'm like bleeding everywhere we go. Yeah, she's bruised and right. bloodied. Um. All right. Um. You find her in a square, I... surrounded by dead soldiers of every faction. And a dead giant. Can I pump some healing uh, into you? Sure. Because I, uh, out of fifty-two, I'm doing about a five. All right. Sounds like you need some some help. All right. So you would regain sixteen hit points. Remember, we said that spells cast double. Oh, okay. So, 16 hit points. Thank you. That's that's it for my actions. Well, where are you guys moving to? Are you guys moving to uh, the upper city? Um, I guess you guys could stay there. And, one, um, one option would be for us to um, find the... Uh, uh, the, the fortune hunters uh, guild hall and uh, you know, we probably uh, get reinforced and and uh, you know I'm, I'm, a, I'm guessing that that the the, um, the guild hall would be a, a good place to uh, maybe even, uh, if not hole up, then at least uh, they've got plans for, uh, you know, slipping out unseen through the city somehow. Um, Snow, how many more? How many more heroic actions do you have, Snow? 
Can't hear you. I'm out. Okay. Um, can I get everyone to roll a d4 and recharge their heroic actions? So, did we go to the um, fortune hunters, or is this the movement towards that uh, going to count against these rolls? The movement for that is going to count against these rolls. Got it. Um, as you guys are kind of like, you tuck yourselves uh, into a corner, are you guys going to take a short rest before, or... I'd, I'd wait until we get to the guild hall. It's probably safer. All right. Um, as you guys are kind of like beginning to fall back, you hear some of the dwarves. There's like a, a group of them. It's like, fall back. They're taking the upper city. If they get to the gate, then the city is lost. And a squadron of dwarves starts marching off towards the upper city. I'm still feeling pretty good. I might go with. Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. All right, so what are you guys doing? Do we want to make like a rendezvous point since we're all together? Um, I mean, you're in the upper city. Those three are together. You are battling it out in the upper city with some of the, the soldiers that are moving through those um, streets. Well, I wanna I wanna head to the guild hall, um, also because I think getting reinforcements and some help might be good. I'm sure they have like weapons or something. I don't know. We can use. We also probably don't want to let them get hold of the upper city because then we just will be trapped. Well, I mean, the guild hall is on the upper city. I'm oh, sorry. That's right. When the dwarves refer to the upper city, they refer to level the first level. You guys are on the third. Oh, we have to go up to the first level? Yeah. Okay, then yeah, we should go up to the first level. The fortune hunters is on the level you guys are currently on. No, no, let's head up to the, the first level to make sure they don't capture it. Alright. Alright. Because otherwise we will be trapped. So, you guys are moving up to the gate? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Snow and Javid, the two of you would take 
13 points of damage. Or no, correction, sorry. 11 points of damage as you guys move to the upper side. Briar, you're able to push off the enemy forces as you travel. As just as you guys arrive at the upper city, you hear a shout from the dwarves. You watch as a fire giant, accompanied by a squad of soldiers, uh, with this huge mace kind of slung across the shoulders, starts moving towards this large, ornate dwarven building. Um, Asriel and Javid, you two recognize this as Torvir Deep's. as the vaults, containing all manner of magical items, gold, and, and other precious things that fund the city. Oh, stopping that, that giant. That giant needs to die. Simultaneously, there is a smaller black dragon accompanied by a group of soldiers that you see kind of like stomping forward, like <laughs> lets out this noxious cloud of breath as it approaches what you similarly recognize as the uh, the grand guild hall that contains likely all of the city's most senior leadership you know what we can get new leaders uh the the importance of the city is in money so uh we're going after the fire giant all right damn i mean y'all can do what you, you want did i'm just not saying, agree like... with that <laughs> <laughs> saying they're probably like what 300 years old you know they you know they lived a long good life arm limits damn it i uh froze at black dragon the black dragon is marching towards the grand guild hall basically save their leadership save all the magic items and stuff magic oh. i well asriel voted magic items and stuff I will it is, the Black it is a considerable force in either case and would require great uh, force of arms in order to stop. So it would definitely take more than one person to stop either group. I mean, we could go halvesies. I'm going for the fire giant. There's a lot more history there. <laughs> this is how come I always get the sword into Gryffindor? Because I value life. <laughs> you fucking slither and Ravenclaw over there. That's right. I always get slithering because you know money is much more valuable. Yeah, you guys hear Azrael shout, "The gold!" and she runs off towards the building. Yeah, I'm gonna go protect the life. Uh, have fun. <laughs> What's right. David value? I think uh, that's wow. tough because uh, I mean, one thing, if, if they get the, the magic items, that strengthens the enemy. Uh, but the, you know, the lives of the, uh, the leaders are important. Um, so we've got uh, Briar going for the uh, Grand Guild Hall, 
Azrael going for the vault. Uh, and um, Snow, what did you say? I'm going for the vault as well. For the vault. For the history and artifacts. Not for sure. monetary if gain. Go, if we go half and half, we stand a chance. It'll be tough if you go half and half. Um, but if you go with uh, one one over the other, <laughs> the other one's probably gonna die. Yeah. Um. Really well now, and I can ditch if I need to. That's true. Say again. Briar does really have. Well right now, and I could ditch if I need to. She's the I most survivable part of me. Yeah, I'm at fifty-one. Like. Okay. Fine. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm next to death. If I get hit by a dagger, I'm probably okay. dropping. You go with everybody else. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with everybody else. Stick with. Don't forget continue. that you guys have healing potions. I'm pretty sure Onyx made them for you. It's oh really yeah, we had one. yeah. We each have one, and then I think we gave Demitara the extra one. Which do they really even need them if they're not here? Given that Onyx also, made them. So. We also have our necklace use. You guys yes. also still have your necklaces. Um, Alright, so Jimmy, you're going for the... the I'm going to go for the vault. Alright. I froze again. I was saying, if you're next to death, go ahead and go with everybody else, because you made some right. You know, I've been potentially thinking I might take a couple levels in Druid next. Did he freeze? Oh, uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say he's having flashbacks to when Fox grappled a flame elemental. <laughs> yeah, you, you froze in the best grub face possible. Oh yeah, it was awesome. All right, so um, if you guys have done all the healing that you would like to do for these battles for the vault and the grand... Uh, amulet, was that 4d6? What was it? The amulet, was that 4d6? If you drink a pint of ale, you can get 4d6 or 4d4. Because I have in my notes written um, plus They're different. Six. Huh? It's They're not different. exactly what the. So so what is it? So I can edit this. Oh lord. Because I have it written down like plus four D, four plus six, but that doesn't sound right to me. 
pretty sure that's what he said. 44 plus 6. Okay, so I wrote it down right. Thank As a bonus action, so I will... You guys can, you know, use them right now super easily. Um, and I will just say for the purposes of this... Uh, act, uh, yeah, you get 14 hits. It'll be 16. I have to... Because then my thing is plus 4. Oh, so okay, I'll add the other two. I'm lazy, so... I'll fix it later. Tweet also get... I hope you guys enjoy your little healing amulets. They were a very good idea from Demetari. Yeah, they're very helpful. Our party in general it? needs healing, so... Mm -hmm. How do I do the healing? Um, it's just 44 plus 6. I'm not sure what a blind GM roll is, but I'll try. Even you don't know the result? No, it tells me the result. Maybe it's so that you guys don't see the hear the clitter clattering of dice. Oh, that could be. But I like hearing the clitter clatter of dice. Still heard it. Did you really? For which one? The 44 plus 6? Because I just rolled twice. I only heard one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I only heard one. I think it hides the clitter clattering of dice, so you guys don't know when I'm rolling. All Who right. doesn't like a sharp increase yeah, in heart like rate? In, yeah, I kind of like the impending game of like, all right, and then 30 rolls. Like, yeah, the, <laughs> I don't know, it just adds to the suspense. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice, actually. All right. Can I get some attack rolls from you guys as you are battling it out in the vault and the grand... You can do the vault first, I'm gonna... Ouch! Um, it's maybe another treat. I am actually going to... Briar, you're gonna be rolling with disadvantage as you are just completely inundated by this black dragon and all of her soldiers. Briar's MIA right now because of a, a oh, angry shit. toddler. Alright, we'll get back to her when she comes back. The rest of you, with uh, fairly injured Javid, um, Snow and Azrael kind of like duking it out in front of the vault, you're able to like leap into the air, killing the giant, dropping him dead, and then like fending off the rest of the troops who fall back. It's this like glorious defense. There's all manner of dwarven soldiers and, and archers kind of like raining down arrows into the enemy troops as wave after wave of them fall in front of you as you defend the vault. Not a single gold coin is made off with, and the enemy soldiers mount a retreat. Do we get any of the magic items or treasure? Uh, well, the vault door is never open, so you didn't, uh, didn't get inside. You guys okay, stopped I'm gonna, them I'm gonna make a trap. note to, to ask the leaders, or maybe not the leaders. Um, I don't know, maybe just... Like a key to the city, which includes a key to the vault that we can, you know, make off with some magic items since we saved it. Yeah, you better it. fucking hope I'm successful as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, we could ask the new leaders, the ones that were made leaders. So, hey. Um, now that we've defended the vault, I think it's time to move. So, Briar, I am going to need you to make uh, your attack roll with disadvantage. 
as you are just one beetle bug in a grand battle against a black or black dragon and all of her troops. Plus attack, also, so you, you have a straight roll. Questions. What? Go ahead. When you, you, when you, if you do a reckless attack, it'll, it'll be a straight roll, Emily. I don't know if you want reckless attack. To be fair, so I'll, I'll tell you, if you reckless attack, everything else has advantage on you too. But hang on, I think I have something else. Uh, so bolstering magic. Um, I can roll a d3 whenever making an attack roll. How do you add numbers to your dice rolls? You, you add a plus uh, on deity beyond. Yeah, like I can select four d4s, but how do I add like plus four to that? Oh I don't know. Okay. I don't think you can. Let's see. Well, then how the hell did you guys do it? Well, I rolled it in Forge. I don't really make any rolls in DD Beyond. I type my how rolls out. How do you roll? How do you do a D3? Uh. No, from Forge slash R space 1D3. Yeah. Yeah, okay. What is that? <laughs> So in the, um, down at the bottom of, of the, uh... Here, bud. Here, here. Here. Bottom of the chat log, there's a, a blank space. Okay. Public roll. Yeah, public roll. And then roll. it's a what? Slash R space 1D3. Yeah, it worked. That's cool. Good to know. So I got a one to add to my my attack. Whatever my attack ended up That's being. That's still twenty-two. That's pretty good. Okay. Alright. In your duel with the fire giant and his minions. Um, you guys. I thought I had the dragon. Um, uh, this is Azriel, Snow, ah. and Javid. Um, you guys would take a total of twenty-five points of damage as a group. Yeah, good thing. Uh, good yeah, thing. each. Good thing I healed. That would have knocked yeah, me down. Yeah, I was about to say. Thank God for those healing things. Um, Briar. This works. I'm adding Dragon's Bane to my name. I'm just saying, because this will be the third dragon. <laughs> uh, hold on, I gotta do a lot of math. Say, I've got two giants on my tally. I have two giants and a black dragon. Mm. A full black dragon. What is it with you and black things? 
So, Briar, you would take 44 damage and then 6 acid damage in your battle with the dragon. So it'd be 22 and 6, 28 damage. You're able to drive them back. They fall before you. The dragon lies dead in your keep, surrounded by perished enemy soldiers. Dragon's Bane. <laughs> yeah. The dwarves, as you, like, send the, the enemy troops kind of, like, careening in front of you, the dwarves let out a, a shout. They're like, the fairy saved everyone! And there's this great cacophonous hurrah! Are they going to make a statue of her now? It has to be accurate with the right dirt. I'm just the most annoying gnat in the whole world to these dragons. <laughs> oh yeah, they definitely don't like you. As yep. you guys, kind of, dragon. as Get you it. stand over your um, small victories <laughs> in the city, there's this red beast flies overhead, scout a flame through the city, sending up giant houses into ruin, and the dragon is headed straight for the door. I want to try to jump on that dragon and, you know, redirect it. Uh, make an acrobatics check as he's flying overhead. Alright. As you can, like, see the dragon coming at the last second you run towards him straight up a wall onto a roof and leap into him and the dragon flies just out of your reach as you just can't quite grab on the dragon heads towards the gate and the bridge there's a huge number of dwarves in that direction mounting a final stand What are you guys doing? How many uh, heroic actions do you guys have? I have one left. Astro's got one. Uh, Snow, how many do you have? Uh, one. All right. Um, so, what are you guys? What are you two doing? Actually, Azrael, your acrobatics check. Did you count that as an other? Yeah, because I had three total, and okay. so that would have been two for the um, fire giant, and then for the dragon. So I have one. Gotcha. Okay. I mean. Did we roll before you got to the upper city? So you would have had to spend a move. I thought we rolled it. after we got to the upper city, but yeah, you're right. The move might have. You said it counted. You're right. I have zero. I apologize. Okay. Uh, Snow, what are you doing? Gonna move towards the door. Chasing right. the dragon. All right. Can I get everyone to roll their d4s?
don't see... Oh, there's Briars. Alright. Alright, so what are you guys doing now? Well, I guess I'll try to wing a, a dragon. Yep. Alright, so you guys are running towards the uh, bridge to try to um, stop this dragon. Um, Darn tootin'. Is that within sight of All right, you know, so sight line on them? Actually, I will say, because this is kind of the final thing of the battle, can I get each one of you to make your attack rolls against the dragon? Um, for Javid and Briar, is going to be at disadvantage. So you guys only had one action. Snow, I already see your 25. You're good. Nah, I'm killing it, man. Nope. That's, <laughs> not, that's not how the the attacks work in the, the battle. Fine. So we have a success from Snow, a success from Azrael, a failure from Briar. Javid, go ahead and roll. Oh, is that an added to your, is that added to your attack roll? Oh my god, that's a success from Briar, and a fail from Javid. And Javid's hurting, okay. Javid is able to kind of scurry to a rooftop, and he's just sending these, this hail of arrows towards the, the red dragon that is mounting a final push towards the bridge. Each of you bears down on it at the last second. As you guys arrive to it, the dragon is just like, breath weapon, just incinerating dwarves on the bridge as it's just like stomping towards the huge metal chains that hold the gate in position. As you guys approach, you're kind of like, scattering his back with arrows from snow. The dragon kind of lets out a snarl. His tail kind of sweeps behind him and sends a group of dwarves flying over the edge of the bridge into the abyss. Azrael leaps onto his back and is just like driving her knives into the gaps between each of his scales. The dragon lets out another snarl and, and sweeps her. Simultaneously, Briar kind of dies down and is like cleaving through groups of enemy soldiers that are like launching this offensive against the bridge. And with kind of one final strike, the dragon kind of like grabs the steel of the chain, it's like hot, flaming breath and teeth, starting to melt it and pierce through it. And a final dagger strike from Azrael. Sends the dragon's eyes closed and he falls over the edge and plummets into the abyss below. 
the soldiers start yelling, Retreat! Retreat! And start clearing off the bridge. Um, over the course of that final battle, you guys would take... The dragon was the only one who landed any hits. You guys would have taken 14 points of piercing damage and 2 fire damage. Uh, by the way, Azriel falls unconscious as the dragon goes down. Just so y'all know. Unless I could have taken a healing potion as like... Uh, I will say you fall unconscious there on the bridge underneath the chains. Okay. And I think this is going to be a good spot for us to take a break. So I'll see you guys here in about 10 minutes.
There is a great cheering on the bridge. The soldiers are in uh, almost disbelief as the tide turns. The enemy soldiers begin to flee. Javid and Azriel fallen unconscious in the fighting. Snow and Briar. As the two of you stand on the grand bridge of Torvir Deep amidst this huge sea of um, slain uh, defenders and attackers of the city, and of marching up through it towards you, you see one of the generals that you recognize, Lord Richterite, the uh, Earth Genasi, kind of stands towards you. His armor is like battered, bent, scratched. His right arm is almost like melted. You can see that he was sprayed by the Black Dragon's breath. His right eye has a cut all the way through it, and you can no longer see it. Kind of shouts towards you. You saved us. Amazing. We'll uh, never be able to thank you enough. Is, uh, is everyone all right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any healers? The, uh, the hospital is working uh, overtime, but uh, we can stabilize your friends and, and get them down there in order to allow them to recover. Can I get you two to give me some medicine checks to stabilize Azriel and Jibi? Azriel has a, a healer's kit in her backpack if you want to like take it out and use that. There should be six charges left. Okay. I don't know how to do that, though. Clear! Um, you, you just you just grab it and use it. She's told you many times. This, this, is, the, this is a healer's pack. You use it to stabilize. This is how you use it. Okay. If I ever fall, do this. Pretty sure she said that. Okay. <laughs> Rub these two rocks together. Yeah, go ahead and give me medicine checks. Okay. No, healer's check doesn't need medicine check. Oh, that's right. You just use it, and then it's done. So now it only has uh, four charges, so I probably should get another one of those. Yeah, we're going to use the charges. Okay. Yeah, maybe a nat one <laughs> is not what you want. <laughs> oh, no, heal no medicine check. No, no. Briar, Briar told Snow to go away. <laughs> you don't... Up to heal. I got this. <laughs> Lord Richterite turns towards his men behind him, each one of them as battered and bloody as the last. There's literally blood dripping from their blades. Lord Richterite raises his arm in the air and shouts, The Sloppy Knots save Toravir Deep! That's what we agreed on. <laughs> I think I was here for that. Damn. Yeah, it was more like Devatari suggested it, and uh, now it's our name. Um, Alright. I would prefer a different name, but, you know. I better not. Well, <laughs> is there something else you would wish to be referred to as before we go and meet some of the... Uh... Before we write this down in our books. Yeah, before the heroes we scribe this down. Deep. The Compensators! Is that what you wish to be known as? No. no. 
No, well, I want to sloppy think knots it is. <laughs> can we just be like the heroes of Tovar D? Can we just be that? Ah, uh, sure. Uh, Elder Bazor wishes to speak with you. And he witnessed your uh, grand display of valor in front of the uh, Grand Guild Hall and would like me. Only me. <laughs> like, Don't worry, wow. you'll get a statue. Make sure you get a statue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Along with all the other Dwarven heroes. It's because y'all knew I had it. That's all it was. I mean, you, you can take on a whole army by yourself. You don't need us. And, um, if you would like to follow me, we can uh, go greet them now. The rest of our troops appear to be driving the enemy out of the city as we speak. The defense of the city was successful. Just barely. Yeah. Uh, first, I want to accompany my buddies down to get if, safe. Like, yes, if you would like to take some time to be healed and then uh, join us at the Grand Guild Hall, they would uh, they would certainly like to wish like to speak with each of you. Okay, but before they wake up, I would just like to you know reclarify that it was me. I saved their lives. Okay. Indeed, and your compatriots were the ones who saved the vault. There will Which be. Oh, important, but... <laughs> I mean, the city would not have the funds to mount another defense of this magnitude if we did not have the golden items from the, the vault. That's true, but I'm pretty sure my buddy appreciates being alive. <laughs> the guild elders do appreciate it very much. Whenever you are ready capable, uh, come see us at the Grand Guild Hall. Get it. Do we have time to get cleaned up and rest, or...? Uh, there will be, I think, right now as the the battle is just ending, um, they would like to see you guys, see your party, the saviors of Torvir Deep, uh, the heroes, the sloppy knots, whatever you wish to go by. Uh, but later there'll be time for, uh, other things, so. Now, we need to go now while we're gore-covered and, you know, still in our hero league lookup so that they give us more stuff as compensation. Can't, can't hear you, Azrael. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? There we go. Okay, I don't know what happened to my headset. Um, can't hear you. Now I can't hear you again. Nope. Nope.
Um, so, while she's getting that figured out, would the rest of you like to take a short rest and regain some hit points and get yourself back on your feet? Um. Yes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> while we're at the hospital, getting them bandaged up quickly. Um, yeah, I might get you guys just to make uh, some roll some hit dice, get some hit points back. Is that working? Yes, that sounds good. There we go. Like my headset just decided it wanted to completely stop working. Are the uh, hit dice only in the short rest? Yes, a long rest, you just get all your hit points back. Okay. Hmm. Your party arrives at the hospital. It is inundated with people. There are stretchers lined up outside on the city blocks. There are um, dwarven human doctors kind of racing back and forth, like uh, applying uh, medical equipment. Uh, they're giving out um, splints and um, sewing shut cuts and, and setting arms and, and all manner of other things as quickly as they can. Um, your party is able to kind of um, set themselves aside and with superhuman speed you recover some hit points and get yourselves back on your feet but you still look pretty haggard. Still blood on your clothes and on your weapons, you know, bruises on your cheeks, that kind of thing. Scorch marks. Scorch yeah. marks. I'm going to make sure not to clean the blood off my weapon. I, I really want to look like I just came from a battle, so like it's dripping of blood. Dragon blood, specifically. Are you guys headed to the Grand Guild Hall? Yeah. Um, I think we should honor the request of um, Elder Bazaar. 
Your party returns to the Grand Guild Hall. As you approach the uh, front archways, you know, there are these great ornately carved <coughs> dwarven structures. Um, this huge, many-storied gothic building uh, covered in spires and, and other uh, effigies of uh, dwarven culture. In front of it, you can see there's a group of them with uh, massive goats. They're pulling, like, with great straps tied around it, dragging the corpse of the dead dragon out of the way. There's a huge array of civilians and soldiers in front. And they kind of, like, let out these, like, huzzahs as you approach. There's, like, clapping and shouting as your party, you know, people are, are screaming at you in, in great excitement. Uh, the city has a distinct... Uh, excited energy to it. As you guys approach, you can see in front of the Grand Guild Hall, there are uh, these like ornately decorated soldiers standing out in front, and they kind of step to the side and allow your party to enter. Um, just within the door, there is uh, Lord Richterite um, and Lord Stormguard, who you've met previously, standing next to each other having a conversation. Lord Richterite kind of turns towards you. Uh, this way, my friends, the uh, guildmasters await your uh, arrival eagerly. You guys are led through a few of these like uh, ornately carved, like marble-floored halls into the guildmasters' forum. It is this like kind of large. Uh, ellipse-shaped room, and around it there are these, like, uh, huge stone seats arrayed all the way around. Um, in front of you, at the far end, there are kind of this, these more ornately carved, almost thrones, um, of which there are seven, and then kind of around them there are smaller seats. Uh, and then as the room kind of sweeps around to the rear, almost behind you guys, the, the seats get a little bit more ornate and gets a little bit more cramped and clustered. In the lead seat is this, like, uh, very portly, exceptionally elderly, you know, huge sagging bags under his eyes, uh, white-bearded dwarf. And he lets out this shout as the room has this, like, energy and this, like, din of conversation to it. He shouts, Bring them forward! I want to see the heroes of Torevir Deep! Your party is going to march to the lead, kind of squints down at you. I've heard great things about you. Uh, the lords of our city guard and our delvers uh, speak very kindly of your actions here in Toravir Deep. Around you, you can see that kind of filing in behind you, there are a few of these um, guildmasters, soldiers. They're wearing like golden uh, inlaid armor. Um, a few of them definitely have, like, seen combat in this battle, you know. They've got blood on it and, like, it's, like, charred and burned. Um, a lot of them look okay. Like, they didn't really fight that much in this battle. They were waiting in reserve, most likely. Um, For what? The city was almost taken. Not all the way. The, the older man kind of I am Elder Bazor of the Farmers Guild uh, 
and I am the leader of Toravir Deep. And it is our greatest pleasure to uh, bestow upon you the title of the heroes of Toravir Deep. Uh, let that carry with you through all of your travels and times in this city. We get a statue. Uh, we'll talk about it. But there will be time for much more merrymaking and uh, other. Like a, uh, pin. like a what? Sorry. Like a pin and at least a thirty percent discount. I, I feel like we we should have free access to the vault. I mean, some magic items would be nice. We saved it. We. I mean, we... I guess we can talk details later. But you know, I'm just. I just want to let you know that this is like, overthinking. I have like, spoken I, to Elder Griller of the Metal Workers, and he kind of gestures to one of the older dwarves who's sitting on one of the seven thrones. And uh, we have discussed uh, adequate compensation for your party, uh, but that will be delivered to you at a later date. Uh, we, s we just wished to give you our immediate, uh, deepest gratitude and congratulations on your defense of the city. Lord Stormguard, please uh, give your uh, update on the battle. Lord Stormguard strides forward and is like, Elders, the city is uh, restored. We have swept the last of the lower city and driven the invaders from it. Uh, they're falling back into the tunnels. Our scouts report that they are making a full retreat back to the surface. Uh, their vanguard is covering their retreat. Unfortunately, we lost track of all of their leadership. We're not sure where they went. As it stands, we do not intend on chasing them through the city. We intend to bulwark the city against any further attack and close up any other avenues of escape. Our scouts will follow them back to the surface to identify how they gained access to the tunnel. The, uh, the old guildmaster... Elder Bozor is like, Very well, Lord. If there is nothing else, then I would see to it that each one of the guild masters take care of your level, and we shall re reseat ourselves here at a later date. Uh, many thanks to you again, um, heroes of Toravir. <clears throat> we thank you. Your Lordship, and I want to emphasize that this was <clears throat> not uh, our doing, but that of uh, all of the defenders of the city. Indeed. Elder Silverpride and Elder Gurthun, your soldiers have done a great service to the city as well. Many lives were lost in the defense of it. There's gonna, nothing else. And, Go ahead. Gonna heavily slap Javid on the back and let's find a drink. <laughs> I, yeah, I uh, so wins wins heavily and. Oh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Well, do you have a problem with our? Well, I mean, technically, I have my hovel, and you guys each have your own hovel. Do you have a problem with hovels? Will sing as how it's on like the utterly destroyed level of the city. 
maybe we could have them spring for some fancier dicks. You know? Yeah, the mic the mic pond would tell you to lower your standards. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, since we're here with the leaders of the city, maybe we could be like, if you want to show your gratitude, maybe just for the night you could put us up in like the swankiest of hotels. Yeah. Oh yeah, we can get a spa treatment. Yeah. You know. Just for the night, just to, you know, rest and recover. Maybe get, get some, something nice tailored for uh, presentation. Yeah. Maybe get uh, some new uh, dress uniform. There you go. Yeah. The elder kind of uh, buzzword is, uh, give us one minute to convene before everyone is dismissed. And he kind of leans in towards one of the other elders and they kind of like lean up to him and like whisper at him. Another elder kind of leans over and whispers at him. Uh, we... Can I at least say at your house? We have determined that due to your status as defenders of the city, there has been um, rather recently uh, vacated property on the second level. There is uh, Golden Rock Bands that you may occupy until the further time. Uh, Lord Richterite will see you delivered to it. And he kind of, Lord Richterite gives a, a bow and a salute. And he's like, turns towards your party and he's like, yeah, you may follow me to Golden Rock Bands if you would like. I'm just saying, last time that I defeated a dragon, I was given, and like saved a city, I was given a house carl. But, you know. We will, uh, you will be act adequately compensated, I promise. There's only so many Lydia's to go around. <clears throat> you, uh, you may, uh, and just kind of like waves his hand at everyone else. Everyone else is dismissed. Get out of here. Figure your stuff out. And the, uh, the old dwarf kind of stands up and starts shuffling away. The whole place kind of, um, people start filing out and. The din kind of raises again. There's conversation around you. Lord Richteride approaches. Uh, Lord Stormguard kind of gives him a bow and then heads off along with a group of the other soldiers. Unfortunately, Elder Silverpride was slain in the battle. Um, it would seem that I have likely to be promoted to Elder of the City Guard. You may follow me to Golden Rock Mance. Clap him on the back. Well, congratulations. How long have you been waiting for a promotion exactly? You know, 200, 300 years? Uh, we do not live that long. I have been in my position for three decades. When there's only one person above you and he lives for 400 years, it's kind of tough to get promoted. Right, yeah, not a lot of openings. Ah, so you're on a pretty fast promotion track here. Indeed, and I will be the first uh, Earth Genasi to reach the rank of Elder. No, yeah, I would expect him to usually reserve that for dwarves, for the natives. You know, I, d I don't think Tovar Deep or the dwarves are particularly racist. I've lived here for a year and have felt very accepted. 
Hmm. Yes, but you're you're not invited to be one of the uh, elders, though. The yeah, well, it's that. less about racism and more about they just live a hell of a long time. Arm limits, I'm telling you. Um, Maybe they just need a couple more elections. That's all. Yeah, I mean, some some youth might not be a bad idea. Like, you, you know, new ideas are always yeah, a good maybe thing. they shouldn't, like, die in their position, you know? Usually they perish of old age. It is unusual for one to be slain, but these are unusual times. Uh, and he's kind of leading you guys out of the uh, Grand Guild Hall, down the these, like, ornately carved steps to the second level. You guys march past this, like, towering... Um, military building around it. There's huge scorch marks from like flame and like ice that it's like blasted into the side of it. As you approach this ornately designed building that rises up three stories connecting with the ceiling above you. Welcome to Golden Rock Mance. This is the uh, this was the home of one of the lords of the uh, Masons, uh, but unfortunately he was slain in the battle. He has no immediate family, and as such, the building is otherwise vacated. Uh, for the time being, it is yours to stay within. Can I assist you with anything else? Um, Where's the booze? The, there um... should be many, many... Uh, ales and other liquids stored within. You need only discover it. Fantastic. I'm going right through the doors. Does the um, the man's come with uh, staff and and, uh, and upkeep? I believe so. This doesn't count as looting right. if they told us we could, right? Yes, I mean, it I is mean, not looting. Please. You can think of it as an inheritance. It's more yeah. of an inheritance. Please don't okay. steal anything in there, you know? If you're going to take something, just tell someone about it. And we'll, um, okay. we'll look into it later. Okay. You just hear from I'm the this. the open doorway, <laughs> Hey, you! Where's the wine cellar? I imagine the staff, did they hold up there, or were they protected somewhere else? Um, so this building is kind of a few, like, city blocks away from the like actual military uh buildings you know it's this huge like defended citadel almost that had very little damage over the course of the battle um it's the most defended place in the city so this spot kind of tangentially was very uh unaffected the second level actually received less damage than the first because the dragons kind of skipped it and just dropped troops right under the first level in, in Dorvin, I'm going to tell Snow off for being mean to the staff. Like, you know, they're they're working people too, and you should be polite to them. I was about to say, this place is probably right. empty. We probably are just going to have to, like, little kids run around and just... As, as you enter... Gonna... <laughs> um, to your right, there is um, kind of an older-looking uh, half-elf who kind of is wearing this, like, ornate little suit and he just kind of uh, gives a bow to you as you enter and he's like I'm um, I'm instructed to give you a welcome to Golden Rock Mance uh, my name is Mr. Tormund I am the maitre d' of this establishment um, I served Lord Golden Rock faithfully for over 30 years 
and it is my wish to make your stay as pleasant as possible. Well, Mr. Tormund, thank you. Thank you for uh, your warm welcome, and, and we hope to uh, uh, and enjoy as guests your kind hospitality. Also, after Azriel told me to be nice to them, uh, just from somewhere in the manse, you just hear, bite me in Dwarven. <laughs> I'm going to uh, strip off my shoes and socks and be like, would you be so kind? <laughs> Not at all. And he, he takes your, your shoes and socks, and then he kind of turns and hands them to this um, little Dwarven maid, and she kind of scurries off with them. Pretty fucking filthy after trekking through all of this. I'm going to go take it back. Yeah. She just leaves dirty footprints. <laughs> As you guys are going behind you, there's like a maid like cleaning stuff up. She's like wiping up your footprint. Yeah, there's, there's like a lot of blood here. I don't generally bathe, but this is pretty gross. I'm gonna, so how many staff do we have? Like two, three, four? There are ten people operating the manor. Oh, wow. That's a lot. I was going to give each of them five gold to apologize um, for the rough treatment that my friends may have. There are three chefs, uh, four maids, and then four other general staff at the establishment. Or, correction, it would be three, four, and three. Okay, so uh, yeah, out of the yes. out of the party fund, because uh, it's uh, coming out of the party fund, I'm going to give them 50 gold total, so that's five gold each. Wait, wait, wait. What's a day's pay for them? Enough scale going like that, probably quite a bit. Yeah, I imagine they're well compensated. That's why I was thinking five gold. Let's find out. Let's find out. Is y'all gonna be like <laughs> totally mean to these people? I'm not gonna be mean, but I am gonna get my money's worth. <laughs> I saved this whole damn city. <laughs> Which is why I'm just like, look, let's just compensate them so they don't, you know, stab us in our sleep. And also, we want them to continue to work for us. Yep, it's a uh, bad form to drive off the staff. Yeah, I'm gonna get my socks pressed. This is gonna be nice. <laughs> um, we are paid uh, two gold pieces per day. So I'm gonna hand them uh, five gold as an apology for what they're about to experience for the next five days, or the next few days. Much appreciated, thank you. I go to each of them, and I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. They uh, take your gold and, and pocket them and give mm -hmm. you a bow. Mr. Tormund is kind of like following your party around and trying to keep you guys, uh, at least as far as snow is going, he's kind of following you around and like placing like coasters underneath your drinks as you're moving around. Right. Um, I wonder if, if I might have... Um my uh armor all right then <laughs> everybody just leaves yeah baron's been asking me for tea for like five minutes i'm under a sleeping baby though what kind of tea um sweet tea yeah yeah, I just have it in the fridge, so it's just tea. <laughs> yeah, if it's not just sitting out in a warm vat, it's not really sweet tea. 
traditional southern I don't, sweet tea. I don't know. So. Yeah, the only tea here is sweet tea, so tea. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to pound oh, in my homework. Oh, I but not like yeah. already in the fridge. Yeah, yeah fair. I heard a loud crash downstairs. Rachel's moving in and she dropped something, apparently. What'd she drop? I don't know. The base? She just moved in, so she's moving all this stuff all over the house. Making noise? Yeah, making noise. God, being annoyed. what a villain. Wait, wait, who's Rachel? Uh, my roommate's girl. Oh, I thought it was yours. Nope. No, no, no. Actually, I don't. I don't mind Rachel, but Liam seems to have like a vendetta against her. She's a villain. She's not either. She's a perfectly nice human being. Everyone but Sasha is a villain. No, Sasha's a villain too. And I'm pretty sure Sasha's a villain too. Um, if you guys are cu curious on the maintenance costs of this building. Um, it counts as a noble estate, which uh, maintenance costs 10 gold pieces per day. Um, That's fine. The estate can pay for that. And it would well, have three skilled hirelings. So a lead maid, a lead chef, and then Mr. Tormund, the maitre d', which are two gold pieces per day. Wait, so that's on top of the 10 gold? Um, and then it would have 15... So it would be two, yes, on top of the ten. That's a good question, actually. Oh, it includes the salaries of hirelings. Okay. So it's ten gold per day, just flat for the whole build. Oh, per day? Ten gold per day for the whole estate. Guys, I don't know if we can Wait. afford this. No, the estate will. The lose. estate will pay for, and should pay for their own upkeep. We are yeah, just being housed here. Hang out here for now. They're not okay, paying. Okay. You guys aren't paying for this. I'm just telling you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Should we want to maintain? So once we have our we'll own manse in the future, this is yeah. a good plan. I would like to keep this one. I want this one. The owners still oh. live here. Who's they're just not here. They're dead. The owners are dead. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought yeah. you. All right. Well, until the elder silver pride. Yeah. Well, I like my hovel too. I'm just saying, like. I don't want to have these people be unemployed. Oh, I see. Yeah, so I'm a job creator. They can maintain your hovel for you. No, I still want my hovel, but I'm just saying, like, that that's where I hunt. But th this might be a good place to have a Zen garden. She says, uh, I want to keep my place, but this place might be nice too. Yeah, but what about <laughs> you? Know? She's she's got to have a place to drag the bodies back to. Like, yeah, but that's yeah, what is here, you know. Your mind has been opened, you know. So this is Zen Garden. Other place is where corpses are buried. Ah, yes. I have to talk to everybody about that shit that I see. Still, too. There's oh. currently still three corpses in the bag of holding. I don't think we ever took them out. Just yeah. Um, you give it to Mr. Torment to take care of, you know. Sure. Well, I think I think they were him, like two days salary. <laughs> yeah. So well, that was a I'm sorry for all of the stuff my friends are gonna make you do. Ah, like dispose of bodies. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Demetari wants to raise them from the dead, so it's more like, hey, don't mention the necromancy you're about to see. 
hit points. See, okay. I'm not gonna make him do anything. I just want to know where the stuff is. I mean, you were already yeah. screaming at them. That's pretty oh, rude. No, dude. I'm gonna get my freaking barbarian clothes. Like, all of the stains removed. Fresh pressed. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have the Christmas The, the, the uh, piercings and And, and it's not gonna be Christmas because of sweat and gore. It's gonna be nice. Not gonna stand up on its own. You're gonna go get a spa treatment too. You know, make sure you're, you know, get oh, your yeah. pedicure and all that. They're gonna strip uh, like thirty layers of dirt off. Mr. Torman is just kind of hovering near you guys, and he kind of goes, um, "I would be more than willing to have uh, any of your uh, gear and, and other items cleaned and prepared Naked. for you." <laughs> uh, oh my. <laughs> Um, I, I, I throw, like, a towel or a briar. <laughs> That's inappropriate. <laughs> right. Different what, standards have, for like, different... Showers here? Yeah. It's just... I'm pretty no. sure there's private washrooms. Bonding. Yeah. We dwarves <laughs> are big fans of privacy. Um, you would have to leave the city to find public... I he was an elf. Well, uh... I have lived in the city for quite some time, as well as my um, family, so... We I mean, take like a monthly bath, and we all get together, and we all help each other wash. It's hard to reach the back of these wings. You gotta like lift up one scrub. I'm be down, down in the wine cellar, just looking at the just the wall of old bottles. They have a considerable um, array of a variety of liquors. It's mostly like this, like dwarven, um, you know, like uh, dark ales and that kind of thing. You know, very. Yeah. So, once like I'm down there and I'm kind of alone, I'm gonna take the backpack. I'm gonna open up. I'm gonna like, yell in there, Mister Prince. Uh, the backpack currently is just a backpack. backpack. Nah, fine. I'm gonna shove a couple of bottles into the backpack so I have a couple of bottles waiting on his doorstep when he opens. <laughs> Are you sure With it's not gonna end up in the red desert? So. I was gone for a minute. Yeah, it's a good point. I'm going to test that first. Why the enemy was looking for him? Yeah, they want uh, access to the library. Well, yeah, but didn't he also? Wasn't there some artifacts or something that he had oh. that they were trying to get back? Or is it the other way around? They stole artifacts from him. Well, he's—they're uh, wanting uh, us uh, to recover artifacts from. Yeah, uh, he's—he's he's searching for them. Okay. But no, he like has access to some super powerful secret world-ending knowledge. Knowledge okay. is power. Well, that's in that's in the, the library. Okay. It's just a library. <laughs> well. Okay. It's a great library, not just your average ordinary neighborhood library branch. If if Briar had nope. gone inside, she would see that this is probably the uh, most impressive library that has existed on most planes of existence. And you're from the Feywild, right? They have some pretty good libraries there, too. Yeah, probably not that she's ever seen, though. I right. mean, Briar can read. Yeah, yeah I guess she can read. That doesn't mean she's been to a library. It is it is mostly the Fey courts that have access to the very fancy libraries okay. on the Feywild. I'm on, like... The swamp, like Baba Yaga swamp, man. Like, eh. So Javid's gonna find his 
there are numerous kind of small little rooms and, and quarters kind of scattered across the building. Um, mm-hmm. It is um, fairly ornate. There's you know huge kitchens, a massive dining area, um, a, a living room, and then another area for entertaining guests. A small library attached. Other things associated with it, the uh, the the help have their own kind of like half of the the manse pretty much where they can take care of things for everyone else, you know, cleaning things, sewing, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the cooking staff and make them aware of my preferences for pre- um, chili peppers and or you know ghost peppers and explain like you know this is the best if you can get a hold of it. Uh, however, it's really hard to find. Um, also, don't don't touch your eyes. After touching it, um, and this is the second one. This is this is this is the the ghost pepper, right? It's it's not as hot, but it's still pretty good. Like, can, just get as many as you can find. The uh, the chefs are, are kind of like um, watching you intently. They they've seen you know peppers before. They know what you're talking about. They just have to get a hold of it because their kitchen doesn't keep it stocked normally. You know, I, I uh, saw a. Uh... Reddit thread recently, you guys might have run across it as well, that uh, discussing uh, dwarves and their, their dietary habits because they are uh, immune to poison. They, they probably have just the most outrageously um, hot and would otherwise be uh, unpalatable uh, foods for everybody else. You know, the, you know they're, they're going to find ghost peppers to be like, um, you know, paprika to us um asriel as you're in the kitchen you can see one of the chefs is in the back he's preparing a heavy stew and he starts to like dump in these mushrooms and one of the other dwarves like pushes his arm back down and just like shakes his head yeah i thought we established that rather than peppers it's the mushrooms like the mushrooms are like a huge delicacy that are actually like straight up poison oh yeah if you're not if you're not a dwarf and you eat those mushrooms you will die Um, is there anything else you guys would like to do in uh, Golden Rock Man? I want to make my own. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, I'm going to let, after I load up on some bottles of fancy liquor, I'm going to go establish myself in the library. Mr. Dorman is following you around. Making sure you don't. <laughs> He like, you are, he, you're you're dismissed. It's okay. I got this. He slides a, a coaster towards you and then sees himself <laughs> out of the library. As he's leaving, the the books in here are very expensive. I'm just letting you know. And then he closes the door. I want to make my own Zen garden. Like I'm sure they have some type of garden area, um, but I want to make it like an actual Zen garden. They do have a garden here. It's it's got these kind of like. Um, strange plants that you guys kind of recognize. You know, there's no direct sunlight down here, uh, so nothing that grows in the presence of the sun can survive, but there's all these, like, hardy little, like, underground root things and, like, uh, um, blossoming plants that survive in the darkest places of the world, like that kind of thing. It's a very interesting garden. Um, But they do have this... uh, fancy garden surrounding the property it's you know kind of walled in you can see to your left there's the uh, walls of the property and to your right this like um, decorative more than anything else like 
military-style dwarven wall that keeps the rest of the city out. Yeah, I'm going to make a proper feng shui so I can sit and meditate. Uh, are you guys turning your clothes over to get laundered and repaired? Oh, yes, absolutely. So David's going to find a, a uh, one of the more spare uh, guest rooms and uh, then strip off the, the bloody damaged clothes and, and uh, armor uh, set it out for cleaning and repair. As you kind of take the armor off, there's a knock at the door. You hear Mr. Tormund's voice through it. Um, sir, I, I'm sorry, I, I actually don't know your uh, surname, uh, but Sir Javid, I have some clothing ready for you um, to have your rest of your things laundered. Thank you. That's uh, that's wonderful. I'll uh, open the door, standing there in my skivvies. It's uh, uh, Mr. Tormund, and next to him is one of the uh, the, the door mates. And she kind of hands, you know, extends an arm oh, with this very you? like crisply uh, folded and, and ironed uh, clothing, and she says, uh, "May I have your clothes, please?" Oh yes, and I'll uh, hand over the the. Uh, the clothes and, and uh, ask that the um, they be done uh, no starch she gives you a nod and, and scurries off down the passageway Mr. Tarman uh, can I get you anything else while you are uh, changing and, and resting and well, yes if the uh, kitchen could do a um, uh, some roast chicken and vegetables that would be uh, much appreciated and if if the uh, the chefs can do those Marquesian style then uh, so much the better uh, very well um, we shall have some food sent up straight away additionally I was um, informed by one of the uh, messengers of the guard corps they have um, they were sent uh, to inform you and the rest of your party that uh, a Lord Richterite um, says that his troops and those of uh, the Delvers uh, apparently have identified the supposed location of uh, and it kind of looks bends down and like pulls out a little note he's like uh, Soul Forger? I'm sorry, the name doesn't mean anything to me, but I will put that away. Uh, if that means anything to you, uh, uh, very well. So, um, yes, that, that is of, of interest to me. You, you say uh, Rick Wright has, has located Indeed. Uh, Commander Soul Forger? Uh, then. Sure, that's what he said. I don't know anything about what any of those names mean. Uh, but if uh, that is uh, useful information to you, then uh, by all means, uh, do with it what you will. I will definitely want to pass that along to the rest of the party as we uh, may want to have words with this uh, commander, Soul Forger, about what he's up to and tell him quite strongly that uh, it wasn't appreciated. Sure. Good luck. 
I must deliver some clothing to the rest of your party. And he kind of turns and um, heads off down the, the hallway. Azrael, in your little courtyard, you see uh, Mr. Tormund appears with uh, a Earth Genasi in tow. The Earth Genasi has some clothes. Uh, we have spare clothes ready for you if you would like to change and have the rest of your clothing cleaned and prepared. Are they silk? Y you know, I yes, prefer silk pajamas. Okay. This is an up upstanding establishment. I take great pride in my work. I, I, you know, very rarely get comfort, so I prefer it. Our, um, our, our house tailor was able to eyeball your measurements, and hopefully these should fit. And, uh, that, the, that's, uh, interesting. The Atajasi kind of heads over and sets down these clothes next to you in your Zen garden, Mr. Foreman turns. Oh, um, by the way, uh, message from Lord Richterite, apparently... Uh, a commander soul forger has been located, uh, and uh, he wished to inform you. Did, did it say where, or should we go see him himself to get the information? I'm afraid such information was not included in the messenger. Uh, is is uh, attaché. Do you know where he is right now, so we can go see him? Or uh, Lord Richterite said that he is on the seventh level, clearing out the lower levels. Um, if you'd like to go visit him. Is he going to be there in the morning, or will he be in his office in the morning? I do not have such information, unfortunately. Can you I go can ask? send Yes, I can send one of our staff to go inquire. Thank you. Uh, much appreciated. Is there anything else I can do for you? Uh, I hand him my bloody clothes. All um, right. And, and just say, I appreciate your efforts. And I, yours. You have done a great service to the city, so it is our personal pleasure to um, assist you in any way that we can. Farewell. And he turns and, and heads off outside of your Zen garden. Snow, there's a knock outside of the library. And Mr. Torman opens the door behind him, one of his staff. Um, we have some clothes ready for you if you would like to have yours uh, cleaned and prepared. I'm gonna... So how, how's the library layout? Is it like rows or is it like multi-level? Uh, it's multi-level. It's kind of got like, because the whole manse sits in kind of this like uh, hexagonal shape to it. Everything's a little compressed uh, and tall because this building is multiple levels going up to the ceiling of the first level. Uh, Alright, so yeah, so like I've kind of like stripped off my tunic and whatnot and I'm like sitting on a banister with a Big old, like, old leather-bound book, just tail swishing back and forth. Uh, so I'm gonna... Go ahead, sorry. We will uh, leave the things here for you. Um, I trust you're enjoying your tome. Uh, what is that? Ah, uh, first thing I picked up. I can't get enough of history. I'm gonna shut it and gently set it down. Like, almost reverently. For the book, and then basically jump down uh I and, and Mr. Torman kind of squints his eyes up at ah the traitorous archives of a priest a true heir uh, an interesting tale though in my opinion quite exaggerated uh, 
Ah, so you're a scholar. I have personally curated this book. Uh, Mr. Uh, a correction, Lord Goldenrock did not appreciate it as much as I did. Um, I am, I will say, a bit pleased to see that someone is perusing the tomes. Uh, we've kept them clean for someone to come and look at them. Additionally, Ooh. I have been instructed to inform you that there, uh, from Lord Richterite, there is a, uh, a commander, soul forager, who has been located. Uh, we've sent one of our staff down to identify, um, require further information, but we'll get back to you with, on, uh, on that. Okay. Is there anything else I can do for you? Uh... No, not at this time. Thank you. Excellent. And he just kind of bows and leaves the room. Well, as he starts leaving, I'm like, hold on. And I'm going right. to like reach into my pack, and then I'm just going to like toss him a bag with 100 gold into it for the library fund. Much appreciated. I will see to it that uh, we acquire a few special tomes just for you. And he kind of pockets the gold that. and uh, heads out of the room with your clothes in tow and the fresh silk garments left on the table. Uh, Briar, where are you? Taking a bath. All right. There's a knock outside the door and a muffled voice of Mr. Tormund. Um... Uh, Madam Briar, there is a message from uh, Lord Richterite. Apparently, a Commander Soul Forger has been located. He uh, just wished to inform you. Uh, additionally, I have some clothes for you to change into when your bath is complete. Is your uh, clothing in there ready to be collected? Oh, you, somebody already That's right. We already grabbed that. I forgot about that. My apologies. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, could, uh, after I'm done, uh, could you send somebody else up? Um... I'm really, really exhausted, but this puppy's got to get a bath. Uh, could you send someone up to wash the dog? Uh, certainly. We can see to it that the dog is uh, nice and clean. Okay, she's pretty tricky, though, so... Or he's pretty tricky, though, so... Mm. I hope we will do our best. And, uh... Mr. Tormund, uh... Gonna, inside the door, sets down a, a set of silk garments for you. Uh, after a time, one of the other uh, staff kind of knocks at the door and is like, I'm, I'm here to uh, clean the dog, apparently. Yes. Uh, come back in 20. Okay. Um, additionally, I'm here to inform you that uh, the messenger has returned from uh, Lord Richterite. Uh, Mr. Tormund wishes to uh, put it out to everyone in the uh, great hall. So, uh, whenever you're ready for that. In 20, I suppose. Alright, thank you. Alright. Uh, each one of you, in turn, is informed that the messenger has returned from Lord Richterite, and Mr. Tormund has uh, information for you in the great hall. Um... Donning yeah. the uh, silk uh, dressing gown or whatever it is, and uh, I suppose probably um, comfy slippers. I'll make my way to the Great Hall. Uh, each one of you, as you kind of don your your garments, 
Can mine be bright pink? I totally want it to be bright pink just for the aesthetic. I think it's hilarious. Um, currently, they are this like uh, brilliant white with uh, black accents to them. They're pretty well fitted. You, you know, like only very minor alterations would be required for each one of your garments. I know this, I you know. Can I request that they get dyed bright pink at some point? You can. They just, you know, they gave you basically the house, the garments that were already here. Um, these have, have uh, Lord Goldenrod's uh, personal sigil on, on the, the they breast do, of each. Uh, they do have the Golden Rock sigil on the breast. Uh, they are the house's garments, essentially, for visitors. Ooh, can can um so Demetari has her little you know the 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 necklaces that we wear that have those little like symbol things. Can each of us have that like sewn into our pajamas? Sure. The uh, tailor for the house will get on that straight away. It'll just you know take a little bit. It'll also be on our doors, right? Like our rooms. Each of our rooms have those symbols. <laughs> Well, if you are staying here for an extended period of time, they will be certain to get on that. I mean, this is ours, right? Like, we inherited it? Inheritance you law were given this temporarily, at yeah. least currently, by uh, Lord I mean, I mean, I feel, like if, if it, I feel like we should we should inherit it, and it should be ours, and, you know. He did oh, say am I that down the be, line? He did say that there would be more in the coming days. They are um, fixing the city and getting things set back up. Um, you know, they're, you guys are literally like less than 12 hours on the heels of a full-blown siege on the city. So it might take a little time for them to get things uh, back on their feet and in order. Uh, as each of you arrive in the Great Hall with your uh, golden rock monogrammed silk white with black accented uh, little essentially pajamas. Mr. Tormund is, is waiting there, and behind him is one of the staff, along with uh, a dwarven officer, it appears, from the uh, Delver Court. Mr. Tormund turns towards your party. Um, I have been informed, uh, and I wish to relay to you, uh, that Lord Richterite uh, says that the scouts from the Delvers have uh, apparently identified the location of a uh, Commander Soul Forger. Uh, Lord Richterite is will be staying in, in the lower city for the time being, uh, but the information that I have gained in uh, requesting for, uh, further updates is that um, it seems that they uh, retreated rapidly from the lower city, uh, just to be clear of uh, any defenses that they may hold, but they are they are mounting a controlled exit from the caverns, is what they said to us. Uh, they appear to be um, regrouping and exiting in an orderly fashion, so it would take a little bit of work to get to uh, a Commander Soulforger. That's what I was told. So... Would we need somebody who's aware of the caverns to be able to reach him? Um, I cannot speak to um, your personal skills as an organization, but um, from what we understand, and he kind of turns towards the uh, the officer who's kind of standing next to him, 
they're not anywhere that unusual in the caverns. They're just uh, not within the immediate reach of the city. Mm-hmm. Additionally, Lord Richterite says that they are not sending any troops out to get them as uh, a concerted effort to um, attack such an individual would likely end in disaster and that it would be it would only be achievable with a much smaller group. That sounds like just the um, task for for us. We are an elite assassination squad, aren't we? Indeed. I'm also informed that your party goes by the title The Sloppy Knots, um, which is news to us. Not anymore. We are the heroes of Torvar Deep. A.K.A. The Sloppy Knots. It doesn't no, really no, roll off no, the tongue. No, heroes Torvar Deep. We saved the city. That you did. And we are forever in your debt. Parent- parenthetically, subtitled. It just give you like an evil eye. <laughs> you, you gave us uh, a name. I think it would be a, a dishonor to you, Azrael, for us to accept any other moniker. I I, I did not name us that. That that mm-hmm. was definitely was, not my was, idea. It was in in your your honor, and. Uh, you know, okay, we, to be we... fair, so there there was only one knot. The other knot was quite secure, and every other knot I've ever tied was very secure. Hmm. But the secure knots just doesn't. Uh, I mean, that sounds like a, a, a ludicrous name. I mean, it makes us sound incompetent, and, and incompetent people don't save no. cities. It. Um... It, it makes us uh, sound like a uh, refreshing cocktail. We're the heroes of Tovar Deep. We saved the city. Well, uh, it was an effort on, on a great many uh, parts. Could not have been done just with us. Um, I should add that uh, from Lord Rick Wright, he informs us that uh, the Commander Soulforger is unlikely to remain in his con- current position for very long. Uh, you might have maybe one day to get to him. I, I, I think we should rest and go after him. Oh, I'm going to definitely need a rest. I'm pretty much spent. Rest the night and, and go off after the, the villains of this story, as it, as it so happens. He, he should not be allowed to live. Very well. Uh, on the other hand, you know, live and let live. He's running away, so... No. Uh, no. He is wicked and should die. <laughs> That's completely dead plant pan, like... I mean, who are we to make such judgments about those who spend their time upon uh, this earth? I am. I make such judgments. Very and well. execute upon those judgments. <clears throat> Asriel, in the back of your head, there is this whispering voice. Um, it's as it occurs, you can have almost. It, it sounds vaguely feminine, but it's this like harsh, um, like biting sound. Uh, hunt him down. He should not be allowed to live. Very well. I want to bring Onyx with us, though. I think he'd be very upset if we kill him without him. 
I imagine that they're, they're here. They're just, you know, in their rooms, sleeping. Uh, additionally, I, I should say, uh, the other members of your party, um, they did arrive uh, just a few moments ago, and they are tidying themselves up in uh, rooms that they identified as their own. The, um, the large furred one uh, requested something weird about chairs. I'm not really sure what that, that was about, but... Did he request that there was no chairs? Because he doesn't really sit in them. No, he wanted a chair that he could sit upon. It had to have a wide enough seat for him to to stand. He, he perches. He, yes. Did, did, did the other one request dead bodies? Because she's very weird. Um, she's no. Storage. Demetari's got plenty of uh, subjects around. Yeah, she made no mention of such things, but I will... Honestly, she might have just stayed at the uh, the morgue. Yeah, you, you know what? Yeah, if you make what her room the most morgue-like, she would really appreciate that. Like, just bring some corpses in. It, you know, make... She would really like that. You can see him kind of bristle up at the sound of that. He's like, I don't know if we will do such a thing, but we He's will He's a mortician, so it, it's not, like, weird-weird. She just likes to take care of the dead and make sure they pass on right. The the uh, the morgue is really the appropriate place for that, and and they are running triple shifts, I'm sure. Yes, uh, unfortunately, a great many people in the city were killed in the conflict. Yeah, I think we we would be hard pressed mm -hmm. to drag her away from there. Yeah, um, and at, she was... at some point she's going to be uh, wiped out and and probably won't. A little break, you know. Well, the, there's the, the other morticians. Like, I'm sure they can cover the morgue while she sleeps. She was fairly right. injured, um, from what I could tell, over the course of the conflict. Though I'm told she defended the morgue uh, to great effect. The morticians are in, in uh, much uh, her debt. Well, you know, she is very squishy. She goes down a lot. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means, but I, I understand. <laughs> By the way, do you have some studded leather armor you could bring my friend here? He forgot to buy some before. Um, I could see about purchasing some if you leave us with a, an amount to cover the cost. Of course, we'll certainly cover the cost. Um, if, uh, if you're inquiring, um, you might ask about if, if there is a serpent scale armor to be had. We should have skinned the dragon. Yeah, I was gonna say that, but I feel like that they probably already had control of the dragon before we could skin it. Yeah. Uh, I will inquire for you. Much appreciated. Uh, is there anything else that I could do for you? Could probably um, stand to take a, a um, group repast in the, the dining hall to um, sort of go over the events of the day and, and uh, decompress, debrief one another. And we've all had grand adventures and could probably stand to uh, 
relive some of our um, triumphs. Uh, I know several of us would like to recount having killed dragons and giants and and such. I mean, all I did was topple over a a um, uh, catapult. Nothing really to write uh, home about. Hey, you helped. I'm I'm sure every every little bit counted. You were there when we saved the vault. I was not uh, not terribly effective, you know. But uh, he was you know, the I one guess. person who missed. Hmm. It's well, fine. You're, you're there in spirit. You drove my arrows no, home. It, it was it was not my uh, preferred uh, environment. I didn't have time to get uh, set to uh, my best effect. Plus, I just all right, um, there'll be many more ahead. You know, we all have a bad day sometimes. Um, if there was nothing else, then uh, yes, you may retire to the dining room. Uh, your meal is, in fact, ready. All right, so yeah, I'll. Uh... Head to the dining room and um, make sure everybody's cups are are uh, fully charged and that the uh, the staff know to keep the um, uh, the bottles ready because we're probably going to have lots of lots of toasts to make. First and foremost, to our survival. Did they acquire the right peppers? Yes, very, very spicy peppers. Spicier than you have probably seen to date. They have access to special um, kitchens <sighs> on the upper level. I'll, I'll compliment oh, them good. on the peppers. And, and, One and percent of peppers. I, you know, pe peppers are very important. You must have spice. Otherwise, everything is just tasteless. Hmm. As I like take some some pepper and I like try to try to try to touch those eyes, you know, for fun. <laughs> I'm a tripper. Uh, I believe I was sitting down, but sure. <laughs> Give me some acrobatic checks. Can't get the chair leg out. <laughs> You like reach up towards his face, and he just like <laughs> kind of like swings your hand down towards the table and pushes you away. Oh, that Snow uh... and Azrael have like a civil, what is it, civil um, the rivalry, like a civil sibling, sibling rivalry. There we go. That's the word I was thinking of. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, with a, a <laughs> uh, score like that, I would expect uh, <clears throat> Snow to be able to take your uh, reach. And do a, a jujitsu <coughs> jujitsu move that um, uh, sprawls you across the table. 
just flips her over onto the table and then just takes the bottle of alcohol and dumps a shot in her mouth. I mean, That's enough of that. She, she drinks just fine. It's just it needs to have peppers in it to actually taste like anything. Flips so her really over, just pours like a shot, water. and shoves a pepper into her mouth. Again, that tastes good to her. That's fine. I'm not trying to make it taste nasty. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, make make sure all the peppers go in her mouth and nowhere else. Yeah. Not eating that poison. I gotta go feed some babies, yo. Okay, bye. Are you hopping off? Yeah, right. I'll see you guys later. Alright. This uh, is probably a good spot to stop for the week, so I will see you guys next weekend and we will reconvene before you travel off in search of Commander Soul Forger. So, hope you guys had fun. Hope this yeah, is what we yeah. to do. <laughs> Allegedly, Tragen will be here next they week. They will be back yeah. so we can um, deal with uh, whatever they've got going on. You'll, you'll, I'm sure you'll hear some stories from whatever they achieved during the battle. Uh, so, I'll see you guys in a week. Hope you had fun. All right. Thank you, Liam. Woo! Bye. Bye.